Well, hey, welcome back to our Set Apart Conversations. In the midst of this Set Apart series where we're discussing the intersection of our faith and our work or our vocation, we're taking some time to chat with people within our church who embody what it looks like to live a life uh, on mission for Jesus uh, and bring that mission of th that they have to be disciples and make disciples uh, into how they view their work and their careers and their vocations as well. Uh, and I'm excited today to be chatting to Josh Legacy, uh, an incredible dude, an all-around bro, the person who has been the best man in more weddings than uh, I think anybody in the existence of the planet, speaks to his friendship and his relationship with people. Um, you're also a journeyman, electrician. Mm -hmm. You explained this all to me before we started recording, and you're a 3067B. What, what, can you tell me what you do? Uh, so Almost. So, okay. Uh, I have my 309A uh, electrical ticket. All right, is that uh, impressive? Construction maintenance okay. electrician. Cool. Um, not too fancy, just construction stuff. Okay. Um, and now I work in industrial automation. Electrical. All right. So what is so what do you do? So what does that mean? <laughs> I bring wires to things and turn them on and power things up and they work. Okay. Okay. In, in a nutshell. <laughs> um, and with the work that you do right now, like how did you get into going from construction to industrial? What's that career journey looked like for you, and, and what's that process been like? Um, so, I mean, that, that transition was more so, it's pretty recent. So yeah. I've been doing electrical for nine and a half years. Wow. Um, and industrial, I've only been there for just over a year now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's still relatively new, still learning a whole lot, which is yeah. great. I love learning stuff and trying new things. and um, But that whole transition came about through uh, just basically friends of mine encouraging me to make a change yeah. and also just wanting to grow more in what I can do. Yeah, that's really cool. What um, what kind of stuff in industrial? So I, like, from what I understand, you're making like industrial systems and processes like a manufacturing plant would use the machines that you guys make. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, what kind of like, are you able to share like any of what you've worked on or like the kinds of things that get made out of this and that sort of thing? Or is that, I don't know if it's trade secrets yeah, or whatnot. <laughs> Without getting into too much detail, all right, all right. Um, it's just automated tooling systems for uh, basically assembling different life science medical equipment. Oh, that's cool. Um, so things like, um, I don't know if you want to really basically like uh, syringes or even like EpiPens, stuff yeah. like that. Just different uh, life science medical equipment that people use day in and yeah. day out all over the world. Yeah. Um, so... We provide solutions for other larger companies to assemble these things. Yeah. And put them all together to produce them to the world. I think it's really cool because one of these ideas that we want to make sure that we get across throughout this set of part series that we understand well is that our work itself can matter. Like mm -hmm. actually what we do can matter. Just you, not just your ability to evangelize to your colleagues, which can be really cool and important, or like disciple and love people in the workplace or spread love of Jesus by being honorable and how you interact with them. That's all important stuff but just by being the best electrician possible. Like just like making sure the wires are wired as good as they can be wired. Right. Uh, just by doing that stuff, like that is actually building God's kingdom and making a difference in the world. And I think it's so clear and tangible in what you're doing where you are literally like saving lives very far like back in the chain of the process, yeah. but it is saving lives, like creating these EpiPens, creating these syringes, supporting like life and health and actually being a part of healing miracles in people's lives through these systems and wirings and things you are creating, which is cool to just see that connection of like how much that work itself actually matters beyond all the other stuff that you do. 
Yeah, um, it's pretty easy to feel like pretty detached from it all. Like, yeah, just being so many steps back and just, just, yeah. If you look at it closely, I'm just building a machine. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, if you look at it all the steps down the road, like that impacts millions of people's lives, yeah. and it's like it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, we did, I did a little Instagram poll recently, and I was asking people like things that frustrate them at work, things that they find joy in at work. And I really liked your answer around finding joy in things. You said you just love solving complex problems. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about that answer and what drew you to become an electrician and do the kind of work that you do? Mm -hmm. um, so I've always liked math and yeah. fun, nerdy things like that. Yeah. Just <laughs> problem solving and troubleshooting has always been something that mm. I've gotten a lot of like satisfaction from. Yeah. And I like feeling like, like that accomplished the solution to something. Mm. Um, and been a part of it and for me there was a I think going into electrical kind of made more sense to me as well because like yeah. I was very close to getting into engineering yeah um, and almost going that route um, but I also just don't like the idea of just like sitting behind a desk all day like mm. I'm pretty like kind of pent up in that I want to yeah. just like use my hands I want to build things yeah. I want to be like involved in the process yeah. of solving it and um, I, I didn't want to be like kind of detached and just kind of like designing something and going in that road, but I actually wanted to physically like take something that's not working and make it work. Mm. Um, and I like that a lot. And so electrical seemed like a, a good fit for that because yeah. I get to use my hands a lot. I get to use my brain a lot. Yeah. And it's probably arguably like the most complex of the trades yeah. to get into. Um, it's like a lot of physics and math and stuff if you get to like the roots of it and there's yeah. a lot of uh just funky stuff going on there that i can like continually engage my brain with which is good fun dude okay i have this very distinct memory of like we've known each other for like i think like eight years now or something seven something years like that, yeah. about that and it was probably like early on when we had first met i have this distinct memory that just popped into my head <laughs> of you is alms a thing Ohms. Ohms. Yeah. Ohms. Ohms. I don't know. That's like that sounds like we're meditating. But like I have this distinct memory of you trying to explain like ohms and like circuit systems to me one time and me being like I think it was really like probably like a white wall or something we were building for church and I just remember being like so confused. Like this is like gibberish to me. Not just like the basics of like electrical oh yeah it was like nothing it yeah. was like nothing so what you're doing now is a lot more complicated than that i'm yeah, guessing I'm, yeah i've grown more since yeah, then yeah 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 that's fair yeah. that's fair <laughs> um so we're talking about obviously our work and, and i think your career in and of itself is really cool we're also talking these conversations a bit more about uh like our faith as well and our mm -hmm. calling and our purpose and like why do we exist on work what does it look like to do kingdom work we already talked about how your work itself is kingdom work and the way that's contributing to life and health across our world. Uh, but I'd be curious just for you personally, how do you view your mission or your calling or your purpose or, or what you've been, what work you've been asked to do as a follower of Jesus? What does that discipleship look like for you in your calling? Yeah, so that's, a, that's something that's been growing and evolving a lot throughout mm -hmm. the years. Because um, I think initially when I was a much younger boy yeah. and uh, first getting into all of this and work life and out of school yeah. and um, when I thought about missions um, the first thing that gravitated to my mind was like hey like yeah we're called to make disciples of all nations um, my mission is 
I don't know yet, but I know it's going to be like, I'm going to be a missionary. Mm. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do missions because right. that's what I'm called to do. Right. And it always felt like something that I had to leave to go do. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until, oh goodness, probably like, even like five years ago. Yeah. Um, where I was like, hey, no, maybe it's actually like a lot more of like a mm. local mission. And yeah. And do all of that discipling and um, building the kingdom and all that kind of work locally. Yeah. And because I, I do feel more established, I feel more connected here. Yeah. And so it became, okay, like, what does it look like to actually work that out locally? And what does my mission actually look like locally? Mm. Um, and then um, the way that that kind of work fit in with that. So when I first started doing electrical, I was really blessed with a, a really good employer um, yeah. who was also a Christian. And one of the first things that uh, he kind of talked to me about yeah. Uh, when I was like 18 was um, kind of how he viewed the trade as somebody who's been in it for yeah. much longer than I obviously had just started. Yeah. And he said that he's always viewed it as uh, the way that Paul had his tent making skill. Mm. And right. it was a skill that he had with him that helped support him and carry him through to do yeah. um, all the missions that we hear about in the Bible where he's going yeah. from city to city and doing all this amazing work for the gospel and for the kingdom. Yeah. And but he also had this skill that he did to support mm -hmm. himself, right? Um, and so that's something that uh, he taught me, and that kind of like um, really sunk in when I was younger, and st still does. Yeah. Um, which has been really good, and it's kind of helped me establish that okay, like work is great and work is very important. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was like okay, but work is like a means to an end, like in that end right. was missions, and right. that end was. Uh, discipling and that mm -hmm. was whatever it was I was involved in outside of work it was just right. like work was just there for me to support myself sure. while I uh, engaged in yeah building God's kingdom yeah um, and then so as that kind of kept growing and yeah changing um, I very easily started to kind of separate those two mm. things um, where, okay, yeah, I'm going to work, but this is just so that I can support this. Yeah. And, like, my mission became, like, all this, everything I was doing outside of work is everything I was doing in church, everything I was doing uh, with friends of mine that I was hanging yeah. out with and just trying to, like, engage with people, disciple people, minister to people. Um, but then work became very, like, separate from all mm. that. And I just kind of, like, created these, like, boxes. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until even, even again, probably more recently where yeah. I was realizing like, okay, actually work is a place that I've been very like blessed to be established in. Yeah. And it is like a huge opportunity for ministry and mm -hmm. mission and something that I've just kind of like completely ignored mm -hmm. for years. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it's still something I'm working on. Kinda yeah. Like tying more into and leaning more into and just kind of realizing all the opportunities that God's also given mm. me there to minister, um, which has been really cool. That is really cool. So like you said a lot there, that was really good yeah. stuff, but it sounds like you kind of have been on this journey over your career mm -hmm. of going from <clears throat> like kind of both in how you understand your calling and how like just as a disciple and disciple maker and how you understand your work. Mm -hmm. And it almost seemed like at the beginning, those two things were pretty separate things. And like church calling has to be, I move across the world to go be a missionary yeah. and work is the thing I do to make money to support the mission. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you've been on this journey of finding a much more integrated 
kind of approach to how you're viewing this and seeing like, hey, no, like my work and my faith, they all go together. It's all part of the life that I'm living mm -hmm. and how I'm a disciple and discipling others. Is that like a fair way of kind of putting what that journey's been like for you over the last little while? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because um, I think the probably the biggest thing I've learned more recently Yeah. Um, that I've been kind of continually working through the last yeah. six months has been like, um, however easy it is to kind of like separate those things and think about them differently. Yeah. Um, probably the easiest way to, for me in my mind to like bring them together is like, I'm not just going to work to support yeah. this. Like however much like that is still true in a sense. Yes. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, my ministry is not just something I focus on out here. It's, right. Um, kind of when you understand like your role within, I, I guess like your life. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you understand your life, and everything that you're a part of and engaged with, um, God's placed you everywhere for a reason. And yeah. God works within you and through you everywhere. Yeah. And so if your relationship with God is only at church on Sundays or when you're in your Bible study, yeah. um, it's just not, it's not, it's not good enough. It's just not right. enough. It's not what we're called to do. It's not right. what we're called to be. And so for me, it's realizing that like I don't just have to try to like, okay, I got to, do my missions in here now, which is I just need to realize that like God's mission for me just encompasses my whole life. Yeah. And work is a big part of that. Mm. Yeah. And so for me, it's, it's not so much trying to like drag God into my workplace mm. and try to like establish that more. Mm. It's how can I just continue living my like faith and being authentic with, uh, who God's created mm. me to be. Yeah in both of those spaces and yeah. not like almost ignoring work yeah. for, oh, this is just a means for my faith. And, and, and so across the board, what does that actually look like? Like in terms of for just like for you, Josh, to be a disciple, to be a disciple making disciple, to like do this work or this mission that God has called you to, to live your life with that as your top priority mm -hmm. in all spheres of life. What does that practically look like in a few different places, like in your marriage in your work, in friend groups, in church, like what does that look like for you? Where do you feel like called and challenged in that? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I think at first I felt that I had to, like in work, I had to try to engage in specific conversations all the time. I'd have to right. like talk to a coworker and be like, hey, how can I like start talking about church? How can I start yeah, yeah. doing this and that? Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Like, but... um, what I think I realized I needed to do more is just be be like authentic with just who I am mm. and who God is in my life. Right. And the fact that like my faith is my, the most important part yeah. of my life. My yeah. relationship with God is primary. Mm. Over yeah. And so it's like, how does that actually like look like, or how does that flush itself out in every aspect? Yeah. Of just trying to be like, okay, like I have this thing and it's great. Um, but like, how can I engage with the people that work and kind of like bring this to them? Yeah. Where it's like, if I just, held that in its proper place mm. um, everywhere I was right that it would just happen more genuinely and authentically and it would yeah. need to be this thing that I had to like struggle about like okay how can I mm. like, do this and how can I kind of sneak this in yeah. here or trying to like plan out all these like sneaky little things yeah um, but it's like I don't know if you're just if you're genuine about your relationship with God and you're authentic with um how he's called yeah. you and who he's called you to be. Um, and you were just the same person that you are in your Bible study and the same mm. heart after seeking after God. Yeah. If you do that in your workplace and 
so like no matter so like uh, something I practically started doing recently yeah. is um, I listen to these uh, theology courses yeah um, just kind of whenever yeah yeah so like driving or while I'm doing other stuff or like while I was pre- preparing for Bible studies yeah. this and that but um, I started listening to them at work so yeah I was just like I have the time to do that while I'm say wired the cool. panel I can sit sure. here and like listen to that yeah and no so time that we'll be contacting your employer yeah, don't worry okay. yeah that's yeah. Sh- <laughs> but I can take something like that where it's something that I do anyway. Yeah. Um, but I can engage with that while I'm at work. Yeah. Um, and then just what naturally tends to happen sometimes is guys will come up and be like, hey, what are you listening to? Mm. Or like, or like come and start talking to you and they're like, oh, yeah, I got to pause this. And they're like, oh, sorry, like, what are you listening to? And like, it's kind of, it's started to start conversations yeah. Um, yeah. without necessarily even trying. Like, I'm yeah. Not, sitting there being like okay like how can i talk about church with this yeah. guy today and he seems in a pretty bad mood so like i don't know how well this is gonna go like, <laughs> if you just stay true to kind of like what you do and how you seek god yeah. in other spaces but kind of seek him in every space yeah um opportunities will just naturally come up because yeah. like, um like again like it's not like you're trying to pull god into your workplace god's already in your workplace mm, god's right. already there yeah um so just how are you engaging with them there? Yeah. And, oh, that's so good. Um, people will just naturally get drawn into that. Yeah. As yeah. you seek them there. That's cool. So what I'm hearing you're saying, and like even for people watching or listening to this, mm-hmm. just like a practical kind of like, hey, how can we bring our faith into the workplace in a healthy, integrated way? What I'm hearing is like, if we're just authentic with who we are, like not trying to put on like our work face, our home face, mm-hmm. our church face, but if we're just authentic as followers of Jesus, wherever we are, we kind of live out of that authenticity, that's going to naturally and organically open doors and opportunities for conversations and for like showcasing like our faith and sharing that with others. And then it sounds like you're still like, yeah, I'm going to be bold and take those opportunities when they come up, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I need to operate out of a striving or forcing. I can trust that God is working and I'm just going to take the opportunities he's giving me. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like how you would summarize some of what you were saying there 100%. and what people can take away? Yeah. Cool. Um, dude, I had a great rapid fire question. And I just totally left my brain. It's going to be so good. It's going to be awesome. It. Yeah, it's going to be sick. But uh, okay, another question that I have for you, though, uh, working in the trades. Mm-hmm. I've heard it can get a little salty sometimes. Oh, Some yeah. of the conversation can get a little bit unique. Uh, have that something you've ever like struggled with? Has there ever been a temptation to like you know join in a little bit, or have you been in uncomfortable situations? What's that been uh, like constantly. for you? <laughs> constantly, yeah, uncomfortable yeah. situations. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, especially in the trades. If you're not somebody, if you work in the trades, you know. Like, yeah, I don't have to explain this to you, but. If Dude, have you seen these hands? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, it, can, it can be a pretty spicy place. Yeah. Um, it can be a lot of uh, just kind of like, uh, yeah, just salty, just kind of, I don't, don't want to get too <laughs> aggressive sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Pretty like upset and yeah. just kind of bitter about right. kind of everything because they're, mm. they like they're just like stuck in this grind of just right. like, oh, I kind of right. come into work and like yeah. this and that and nothing's right or everything's like yeah. that. And then like, it is very easy, and I found myself slipping into that mm, um, yeah. a few times. Um, and obviously, it's not something I'm like proud of. Yeah, for sure. But it is definitely something that, like, when it happens, I'm almost instantly like, I feel guilty, mm, and okay. I feel like, ah, like I need, I know um, this is not like 
the best person that I can be. Yeah. You know, this is not who I'm even trying to right. be as a person. Like, right. Um, I know I've been like called to to be better than that and yeah. like, not engage in that and um, be like not quick to anger, not quick to yeah. Like, just all, all like the fruits of the spirit and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Trying to, like, um, but when like when you're in the heat of things, it's not always the easiest to just yeah. kind of bring up that. But um, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so quick question. So. Yeah. Perfect world, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were, and, and again, hey, all have stumbled, fallen short of the glory. You know, we all make mistakes. It's a, yeah, it happens. Yeah, 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 it's good. So I got Jesus. But uh, but in the perfect world, like kind of advice you give to yourself, say you're in a situation where you have a coworker who is like uh, super upset and like complaining about like the boss or in a situation where a coworker is making like a really inappropriate joke or something. What would be like the ideal way that you'd want to see yourself handle that situation or like navigate being in that environment? Yeah, because um, yeah, generally a lot of this bitterness does tend to be targeted towards other people. Yes, like yeah, specific yeah. people. It's never yeah. usually just like, oh, this job itself is just kind of hard. It's like, yeah, nobody really complains about the job necessarily. Mm. It's more so um, the people. <laughs> the people yeah. It's like who's ever managing the job yeah. or. Uh, any any other kind of like outside, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like to like point it at somebody. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like something I've always tried to do, um, instead of just like kind of stepping in, they'd be like, "Oh, hey, like I don't think you should do that," because then they just look at you and be like, "Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, why not?" Yeah, 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 sure. Um, I always try to like point it away from the person and just point it to the actual like problem mm. and then just try to solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, okay. Like how could we like solve this? Like if this yeah. is the issue and like, what can we do to like help that? Mm. And, like try not to direct it at people and just try to keep it. Okay. Like um, maybe that person's not actually that bad. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they got all the stuff they're going through too. It's like um, instead of like trying to tear that person down, like if, this is the issue and even if they're not necessarily actively helping in it how yeah. can we ourselves take the initiative and just help that and like yeah, yeah. get a solution for that problem um and so i try to steer it away from <laughs> targeting towards yeah. people and yeah because um, yeah end of the day like i never want to be caught like slandering anybody or yeah, anything for like sure. that and i want to try to like even just try to turn conversations that others are having about certain people and yeah. just try to like steer it away from that that person, the individual, yeah. yeah. At the person and uh, try to create more of like a, it's just a problem that we got to solve. Yeah. It's not anybody's direct fault necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just, this is something we got to work through. Let's just work through it. And so like, how can we just, instead of just being mad about it, because that doesn't help anything, how can we just yeah. fix this problem? Yeah. And cool. Generally, it kind of, it helps when you take their mind off of it. Too. Yeah. Like, okay, like, let's just not rant and think about this mm-hmm. and this person. How can we just practically solve this? Like, yeah. This is the issue we're having. Okay, I get it. Let's just solve it. Yeah. Like, let's sit down and figure it out. Yeah. That's really good, man. That's really good. Um, okay, one more uh, uh, kind of callback question here, and then I'll do a couple more rapid fire. Um, going back to, like, some of the stuff you said about feeling like mission was, like, going somewhere to do missions. I think one thing that's really attractive for a lot of, like, passionate people about that is, like, I feel like there's a part of me that's like, you yeah, know, I'll totally surrender. I'll totally like do the thing. But it's like, it's like, it's almost easier if you're moving across the world. It's like, well, okay, I'm like, I'm in it. I'm fired up now. Yeah. How do you, uh, how do you keep that fire for discipleship, for 
like reaching others with the gospel for like walking alongside people. And I know that you do this quietly, but really well. There's a reason you've been the best man in like 50 weddings. It's because, what's the actual number? Do you know? I honestly have lost count. <laughs> I think it's oh like my 12 gosh. or 13. 12 or 13. That's oh, insane, that's in the dude. Party. Best man has been like five or six. Yeah, but that means you're like five or six people's best friend in the world. And that's like a good, tall order. And I think it speaks to just your heart to like do life alongside people and love people well and care for those around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you kind of keep that fire going now that it's like, okay, my mission is here. You know, do you like, like how do you battle comfort and just like kind of settling in in that context? Uh, yeah, that was, that was something that kind of convicted me like during that whole process of realizing that my mission was more local. Yeah. Um, I kind of realized that, okay, like I have all this like passion and desire to go and serve people that I have no idea who yeah. they are. And sure, like it, when you're in that space and say you go and you move over there, mm. it's kind of easy to keep that passion going because yeah. You've got no other like distractions. Yeah, there's no other options. It's like that's what you're yeah. there for. Yeah, so you got to do it. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was like, why, why do I feel so much less passionate about the people I actually know? Mm. Um, wow. The relationships I actually have. Yeah. Um, so like, if these people are my friends and yeah, and I love them because they are my friends. Yeah. And I want to care for them. Why do I want to leave them to go serve yeah. somebody else that I don't know? Wow. Um, because, yeah, sure, I'm, like, missions are important, and that's yeah, great. And for sure. there's definitely great people for that. Yeah. Um, but for me, I just got really convicted. And, like, if I'm to do this out of, like, the love for my neighbor, what's that saying about the neighbor that I'm leaving that mm. I can be ministering to? Wow. Um, so that that's kind of, like, was one of the biggest convictions for me. That, yeah. Um, kind of drew me back to, okay, like, I do need to have, like, a deeper passion for relationships yeah. around me and like the people that are in my life that I can care for yeah did you fired up to do more stuff for my neighbors and what I just realized is that we now have the same neighbors because we That's live true. in the same neighborhood now yeah. like dude we should do something for our neighbors we yeah. should like do so anyways all right we'll talk about yeah, this we'll talk offline yeah yeah no we'll do something <laughs> community event in the Rockway neighborhood uh, coming soon but it's coming it's gonna be big yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, now now it's gonna be out there we have to actually do this <laughs> That's right. I'm not, I'm not afraid. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not afraid either. Totally. Yeah, no, it's fine. All right. So I want to ask you a few rapid fire questions here. First off, what's the worst job you've ever had? Uh, okay. Worst is definitely when I was in high school. It was a very, very brief moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> like a couple months tops. Yeah. That I worked for a the local KFC Taco Bell. Mm, come on. Beautiful. Mm. <laughs> It's, it's like we were talking earlier about like you know redemptive work and like mm. you know making an impact on them i feel like there's no positive impact for working like no. from serving double what's like the thing where it's like the 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 chicken on both sides oh, oh the double downs yeah, the, the double, double downs, downs. <laughs> i remember in oh. high school we would always like go like with like guys for the football team at lunch and it was like when it was double downs so we had to go get some double downs yeah, with the boys we'd be like three each oh yeah. and just like slept and cried through the last three classes of the day like, oh yeah just sitting there and like algebra with meat sweats it's yeah. a terrible experience <laughs> you do that with like triple bacon eaters. oh <laughs> like, world history and world passed out and just, like, <laughs> couldn't make it through <laughs> um for you uh what would be some advice that you would give to somebody who wants to be an electrician um i would say stick it out um, yeah especially at the start uh, yeah first of all like commit to it 
go for the apprenticeship, do the work. Uh, it's not the easiest to get in. I got really lucky with right. my situation. Um, but I know a lot of people kind of work really hard to try to get mm. those apprenticeships. So I would say, like, yeah. if you want it, you got to put the work in to get yeah. it. But then once you're in it, you got to commit. For like the first three years are rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a tough go, but yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely worth it in the end. And I don't think you'll ever regret what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, okay. So I know that you have uh, done a lot of electrical work for friends and a lot of things to support different people and there's been like a lot of like tradesies and stuff that have happened yeah. for some of this work what would be like some of the most interesting things that you've had traded for your electrical work skills exchange of services wonderful yeah <laughs> literally anybody it's probably the best thing to do yeah um so probably probably the best i've gotten a lot of uh tattoos for oh, free sick. or very 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 cheap yeah 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 change for like Putting a couple lights up. Oh, that's not bad at all. It's not bad. And when you look at like the work put into each, yeah, yeah, he definitely put away more work. <laughs> you're like this is very generous. I felt very guilty, but yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah, this is what you're offering. I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, that's sick. That's but, cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so you've been like the best man in like 50 weddings or something like that. What's the actual number? Oh, honestly, I've lost count of them. <laughs> I've been in, I think, 12 to 13 weddings, yeah. and I think I've been the best man like five or six times. Yes. Yeah. But like being a best man five or six times means you were like five or six people's best friend in the world. And I think that honestly just speaks to your heart for people, your ability to build relationships. Um, what would be like just one simple way that like to invest in somebody relationally or to invest in a relationship? Like, what's one quick tip? Mm tip for that i think it's like um really easy to be like kind of passionate about different hobbies and stuff that you have yeah um but for me i think it's like something that really convicted me a long time ago was like if i can be so passionate or feel like so strongly uh, yeah. about something whether it's just like um whether we're talking about like missions abroad or something yeah, like yeah. Or, um maybe a hobby that we're into yeah how much more passionate should I be about the actual people mm. in my life? Yeah. Um, the relationships that I have, yeah. the friendships that I have. Um, and how important is it to just like keep in touch with those people mm. and keep pouring cool. into those people yeah. and not letting them kind of like just kind of fade away over the years. But yeah. How can I stay engaged in their lives? How can mm. I stay ministering to them and discipling them? Yeah. Um, and just being like an active light in their life. Mm. Um, yeah, which which one like measures how intense an electrical current is it volts or amps uh like kind of both in different ways which one which one would be worse if there's more that electrocutes you amperage amperage okay what's the most amperage you've had uh you've been electrocuted by <laughs> uh most amperage well i guess like I don't know. Amps are probably like the bigger effect, like how you feel it. I don't know. If you picture like a river, um, voltage is how fast the water is going. Okay. Amperage, but is how wide the river is. Okay. So just uh, in general, what's the worst river you've fallen into? <laughs> um, I've got a pretty bad one that kind of went, um, my finger was just off the insulated part of my pliers oh. and just on the metal part. Uh. And a joint kind of came apart, which then sparked through but my other hand was just touching a metal box, which was grounded. Oh. And so I felt it go from one current, like one hand all the way through 
my chest and out the other oh. and that did not feel nice i had to take a nice little like hour break after that one to oh kind of my gosh dude that's so scary but, yeah it kind of shot my arm back pretty hard yeah do you have any like cool superpowers now or anything like no spiders landed on I you at that time yeah oh, dang, that's too bad <laughs> Well, awesome, man. Thank you so much for doing this and uh, taking some time to just chat through your experience with faith and work. And I think, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this conversation as well. Um, I really hope that people can come away from this, uh, honestly, just, uh, I think, encouraged, but also challenged by the way that you've kind of described this journey of going from having your faith and work as these two totally separate things to figuring, hey, how can I live a life that is fully integrated, but still passionate about discipleship mm -hmm. and passionate about the people that God has called me to and where I find myself today. Um, I think it's going to really help out a lot of people. So thank you so much, Josh. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you on Sunday as we continue our Set Apart series.